Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On this exclusive edition, we talk to Jimmy Rave, a guy that has given so much to the world of pro wrestling, even his body. We'll talk about it right now with our very special guest, Jimmy Ray, right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's go back to November 28th when you um, you sent out that tweet uh, about what it, what took place. Like, How difficult was it for you to send out that tweet and how, how hard was it? And what kind of response did you get from that tweet that you sent? Yeah, so um, really the surgery had happened a couple days before. Um, and I was just kind of trying to delay putting that tweet out. Um, throughout my whole career, I've been, a you know, mainly a heel in pro wrestling. And so I tended not to have a lot of, um, a lot of interactions with fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to keep my Twitter that way too. But, um, you know, like I knew this was something that I was going to have to address and I had conversations with my girlfriend and um i actually reached out to zach gowan before i put it out and um you know he just told me to be honest and uh let everybody know what was going on so you know like this is pro wrestling is all i've known since i've been 14 years old like that's just all i've been doing um i think the longest time i had off was like maybe nine months uh, but that's over 21 years, you know, and so it was super hard to, to have to have to put that out. Um, I was real surprised, you know, like I had a very uh, overwhelming response of people like really positively saying things uh, to me and about me. That was super awesome. You know, there was like one little incident, but I think that got squashed real quick, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, I've always tried to pride myself, like, and especially in the wrestling community, you know, to, uh, be somebody that my peers, um, can always rely on. I've tried to help as many people along the way as possible. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of people talking about, um, experiences I never even knew about that I like that I influenced them in some way. So like, that was really, really cool to, to have like, um, you know, like if I'm never ever able to wrestle again, that's, that's still something I can take with me. Yeah. And, and you mentioned about the, the outcry from support for you and you you, like you said, like, it's crazy to think about this. You're still in your thirties yet. You've had a career that's over 20 years, which is, Again, at such a young age to get involved in pro wrestling. Right. So you get that after being, as you said, hated for so long. But 
you did have the respect not only of your peers but as of your fans as well because i know for myself somebody who's um, a wrestling fan of on the indie scene you've kind of got that name as being the king of the indie scene you've been everywhere and have done everything on a thriving indie scene and you've gone through your own trials and tribulations but I guess you, for yourself personally, you always had that fallback of pro wrestling. So no matter when what went wrong with your life or whatever you were going through, you always had pro wrestling to fall back on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and even uh, when there was times where I wasn't like on the national scene, like I was still, you know, I had a real successful thing going on in Georgia for about three or four years, uh, writing TV on a local Fox affiliate Mm -hmm. or pro wrestling. And, um, we would bring in guys like we, I used, uh, Brian Danielson after he got suspended for that little bit of time with Justin Roberts. You know, I, I had Cabana, Adam Pierce, um, Davey Richards, Kyle O'Reilly. They all came in for me. So, uh, I was still always doing something in pro wrestling. And, um, luckily the last, I would say like five to eight years, I've kind of positioned myself in a backstage role, but also still performing. Um, you know, I, I just have a real passion for uh, helping other people uh, achieve their dreams. Yeah. And you've done that. And you look at the last three months since everything has been going on at, at, at a bad on top of this, the pandemic and everything that's going on with COVID-19 where a lot of wrestlers are struggling to make a living as it is. And then this happens to you. Um, I guess there's always been that persona when it comes to pro wrestling. And I think maybe it drove to what, what happened with you is that if you don't work, you don't get paid. So I'm <laughs> sure there have been times where you've been sick. You've had broken bones. You've had injuries. But you had to work because, yeah. like, again, if you don't work, you don't get paid. So was it that kind of mindset that even with this, like, I have to work. I, I'm hurting, but I got to continue to work. Yeah. So, you know, I had an incident in 2007, uh, right before I left Ring of Honor, where I had wrestled Samoa Joe in his last Ring of Honor match in Philadelphia. And he ended up kicking me and it cracked my jaw. And... um I had this big match with Nigel McGuinness set up in England, and I was really passionate about doing that match. But also, I had just quit my regular job that I I had had since like 1999 at that point. And so I literally quit that job two weeks before I got my job broken. And then I was, you know, scared, like, what am I going to do? You know, if I don't wrestle, I don't get paid. So I ended up wrestling with my jaw broken for five weeks. And we, uh, Nigel McGinnis and I had this huge fight without honor in Liverpool. And then I even came back, you know, my, my face swole up because of uh, flying across the ocean. And then I, I got back, I wrestled Roderick Strong one more time on an FIP event. And then I had to have it wired shut. But during that time, also, they were giving out contracts to Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, um, I cut my wires off early. I, uh, my second match back, I had to get, uh, 10 stitches across my eye because BJ Whitmer and I hit our faces. Uh, then I came back from Japan 
I'm in the Ring of Honor ring again, and Gran Akuma uh, formed me. It caught me in the ear, and then my ruptured my eardrum and started bleeding. You know, like I was still trying to work through all this stuff, and then um, so I've never known that. You know, like, hey, you have to sit down and wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's that type of mentality. And that, that goes on with a lot of sports, but especially with pro wrestling on the indie scene. And I, and I wanted to bring that up because I think a lot of fans need to realize that, that there are a lot of that wrestlers that have that mindset because they have to work uh, through those injuries. Um, with everything that happened with you and the infection that took place and the amputation of your arm, like knowing that your career is over and like you said, the outcry of support and, 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 and all the love were there naysayers. Did you, was there any negativity at all from the pro wrestling community? And the reason I bring it up because I, I think with anything with pro wrestling, sometimes there is always a bit of a backlash. Yeah. Um, there, there was, uh, a couple people that wanted, uh, proof that I had had an army amputation, um, somebody had mentioned on Twitter that I had multiple GoFundMe's going. I've never, ever had a GoFundMe in my life. And like this one wasn't even set up by me. It was set up by my students, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, so I tweeted out a picture of my arm and, uh, you know, just, and, the, and these are people that, you know, had a decent reputation in, in the pro wrestling community. And so, um, yeah, it's, you know, and then, uh, you know, a few months later, they wanted uh, proof about Brody Lee's um, tragic passing. And, you know, like, um, you know, like somebody I just did a an AMA on Reddit and somebody asked me, like, in this day and age, like, what's one thing that I've seen happen in pro wrestling that's been not so good? And for me, it was always social media. Yeah. You know, um, because I, I've always felt like the more um, the more that we are interacting with fans, the less that we are treated like stars. You know, um, when I was growing up, I couldn't just like, you know, reach out to Hulk Hogan when when Earthquake sat on him and I wrote yeah. him a letter and asked him if he if it really happened. You know what I mean? Um, so. You know, like that was, those were kind of things that, uh, you know, kind of suck about being a pro wrestler. And then, you know, this day and age that everybody wants, feels justified in what they're doing and they want gratification. And, uh, you know, a lot of my friends were like, you don't have to uh, prove anything to anybody. But, you know, I, like I've always been an open book the whole time I've, I've been wrestling. You know, Jimmy, like when I and obviously I'm a lot older than you, but when I was younger and I was a wrestling fan and me and my buddies that were fans as well, it was like kind of like us against the world. Like there was enough like naysayers when it came to pro wrestling that your fight was never with one another. Your fight was always with the people who weren't fans and the people that didn't get it. And, you know, the people said, oh, that's fake. How can you be a fan of that? Right. I, I, I kind of feel like now. Like the wrestling community is fighting within ourselves. Like it's almost like we're cannibalizing one another. You know, obviously a lot of AEW fans go after WWE and WWE fans go after AEW, which kind of shocks and surprises me. I, I really don't understand that dynamic, but that 
That's the way it kind of feels right now in 2021. Is that all because of social media, do you think? Um, I I really believe so. Uh, you know, like you didn't see this happening. You know, I when when I first started wrestling, I uh, was a part of NWA Wildside, and we were a developmental company for WCW. So I was around when there was still ECW, WCW, WWE, and you know, it was just a good time in pro wrestling. You know, and we've been, you know, us that are pro wrestlers have been waiting for that to happen again for so long. And now it's here and it's, you know, instead of everybody uh, pushing this wrestling thing and like getting it back to the way, you know, when, when the ratings were so high um, it's, it's being marginalized. And like, there's so, so many great talents now and, you know, like watching the independence, like there's so many great guys coming up and, uh, it happens on the independent level too. Like, you know, if you like um, one company, you can't like the other. And it, and like, that's not how it needs to be. Like we're all to be in this thing together. Jimmy, when you look at the, the 21 years that you wrestled and you've worked for multiple companies, multiple times, is there one uh, match or one moment that you appreciate more than all the others? Yeah, I, you know, I, when I was working for Gabe Sapolsky in Ring of Honor, there was multiple matches that really um, stuck with me for different reasons. Uh, I had a, the first time I wrestled Brian Danielson at the fourth anniversary show for them was amazing. Um, wrestling Nigel McGuinness, like I said, in, in, uh, in his hometown was amazing. Uh, the program that I did with CM Punk, like I, I really liked our dog collar match in in Manhattan. Yeah. So there, there, and then even recently, uh, I, I wrestled for a company called Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Um, and even the last five years, I've you know wrestled Matt Riddle, uh, Cedric Alexander, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, you know the who's who of independent wrestling, and I just love being able to perform with guys that try to make me better also. Yeah. And like right now, like what would be the one thing that you would want like indie wrestlers to know? Like what would be the one thing if you could sit a wrestler down over the 21 years that you have been able to learn, like what would be the one thing that you would want to get across to a young wrestler starting in the business? So what, uh, before all this happened, I was doing a, quite a few seminars and like instead of putting people through drills and making them run around I did a lot of stuff on psychology and I really feel that uh, the way that I've been able to use psychology and pro wrestling has kept me relevant um, even when I wasn't able to do you know high flying things or super crazy things like I've always been able to uh, use my mind to get through wrestling and I, I just feel like if people, you know, really um, continue to maintain that, that they'll have a long, healthy career. You know, before this happened, you know, I would have, like, I've had some minor surgeries, but nothing that's career-ending. Like, I haven't messed my knees up or my elbows or my shoulders, none of that stuff. I've never messed any of that up. Um, I Like, I had torn my calf a little bit last maybe two years ago. But um, other than that, I've been 
fairly healthy in pro wrestling. When you look at now and you do need help and I want to get people to understand and appreciate that because you should be appreciated for what you have given to the world of pro wrestling. How can people act? How can people get involved? How can people contribute? Yeah, the biggest thing right now is uh, the GoFundMe that I have um, that my students had uh, made for me. Um, I believe it's GoFundMe uh, backslash F backslash Jimmy Rave. Yep. Uh, people can go there and donate. I also have a pro wrestling tees uh, store. It's just Jimmy Rave on there. Um, those are the two main two main ways. Um, yeah, I and you know it's it's hard just having having to ask for help. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like for especially somebody that hasn't had to interact with. Uh, the wrestling community and like the first thing I have to do is ask for help. It's just, you know, it's kind of embarrassing sometimes. Well, I, I wouldn't be embarrassed because if, and if you don't want to ask, then I'll ask uh, everybody that's listening to busted open. I really would like you to go to gofundme.com backslash F backslash Jimmy rave. Uh, we're only halfway to our goal. Uh, of 20,000. So I really want for somebody who has given 21 years to the business has had amazing matches. CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson has, has wrestled all over the country and beyond. I really hope that everybody could give a couple of dollars to contribute to somebody who like, again, has, you know, has given his body uh, to this business. Again, it's GoFundMe dot com backslash f backslash jimmy rave and make a donation now whether it's five ten fifteen twenty dollars let's get this number up i'll 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 keep asking the nation because i really want to hit that goal uh, of twenty thousand dollars we're a little less than twelve thousand now so we could definitely get that number up and and jimmy i just want to say man you know, thank you for all the moments. I, I was in Edison, New Jersey uh, for your match with uh, Brian Danielson. I've seen you in Manhattan. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have been phenomenal in the ring. And uh, I hope that we can reach that goal. And I just want to thank you for everything you've done for the pro wrestling industry. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, you know, for the fans out there, anything that you can do, I totally appreciate but um, even if you can, I just want you guys to know that uh, whether you uh, booed me, cheered me, threw toilet paper at me, I, I've appreciated it all. Just, um, I've been able to leave, live my dream uh, through pro wrestling and get to see the world through pro wrestling. So I really appreciate it all. Yeah, and, and if you ever need us, you know, I know this has been a tough transition for you. We're here for you as well. Uh Thanks so much for the time, man. I, I truly appreciate it. And if there's anything we can do, just let me know. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.